Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. Hey, Mitch Robbins and Adam Sapi back at you live with another edition of the MedTech Talent Lab, where we talk about all things talent on both the candidate and the company side. We are from an organization called the Anthony Michael Group. If you haven't checked us out before, the Anthony Michael Group is a search firm that helps uh, companies across the uh, medical technology space. So that includes digital health, diagnostics, medical device, uh, and everything in between when it comes to building high-performing teams in areas like regulatory affairs and quality in particular, and then some other technical functions like engineering, operations, et cetera. Uh, each and every week, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern, we are here on Wednesdays with a, a new topic. And then simultaneously to this show, we run a recorded version where we have been interviewing best-in-class leaders straight from the industry, again, on all things related to talent. You can check out those episodes and upcoming uh, episodes on just about any platform where you consume podcast content. So as always, Adam, welcome on to the show. How are you, man? Doing well. Glad Good to be here. Thank, thank you for your participation each and every week as the co-host of the show. I appreciate that. Guys, if you're listening to this live and you have questions or comments, feel free to leave them uh, down below. We will address them live on the show. If you feel more comfortable sending a DM, definitely feel free to do so. We'll address those as well. But today, we're talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. And we've helped so many candidates change uh, the way they approach uh, the back end of these interviews over the years. And I, I wanted to make this in a complete topic on the show because I think it's so important. We're talking about one of the most overlooked, missed things that candidates aren't doing it during an interview that could, with one simple tweak, give you so much more closure to how you're doing in the interview. And why is this important? Well, as headhunters ourselves, how many times, Adam, do we hear it from candidates? Well, I think it went well. I hope it went well. And they walk away unsure of themselves. I think I did the best I could. We'll have to wait and see how, how it plays out, right? And so today, we're going to talk about a, a simple tweak that you can implement at the end of your interview to help you walk away with closure and better feedback over 67% of the time. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, how do you know that? How, do you, how can you say 67% of the time? And hang with me, we're going to get to that. But Adam, I'm going to pull up the feed on my phone, uh, as always. But any comments or thoughts on that before we dig into you know, the language that we're going to share to kind of fix this issue? Yeah, no, I, we, we have a video that we ask candidates or encourage candidates to watch about 10 minutes long. Um, and then we like to, you know, talk for 10, 15, 20 minutes before their first interview and help prep. There's two or three actionable takeaways. This one that we're about to talk about today is always the number one takeaway, the aha moment, if you will, for folks that are interviewing like, oh, I had never considered that. Um, and I think that it's the probably the most, like we were saying, the most missed step and the most powerful, the most impactful step, arguably, you know, throughout the uh, interview process, especially your first impression interview. All right, guys, so we're going to dig in and give you the meat, the meat and potatoes right now. So here's the thing. You're closing up the interview, and this could be a virtual interview over video with one person, 
This could be a panel. The language and the concept works in each stage of the interview process, whether it's your telephone interview or your final slate of interviews. And that is asking the person that's in front of you or virtually in front of you, first of all, letting them know that you're interested, right? Letting them know that you're interested and why you're interested. Thanking them for their time and then asking them this simple question. After speaking, now I'm going to break this down into two different versions. One is if it's the initial phase of the interview. One is if it's the final phase. First piece goes like this. After speaking with me today, are there any questions or concerns I haven't addressed to give you the confidence and make sense to move forward in the interview process? Okay. Are there any questions or concerns I haven't addressed in order to give you the confidence that it makes sense to move forward in the interview process? The only tweak to that, and I'll explain the rationale behind it in a minute, but the only tweak to that is if it's the final interview, are there any questions or concerns I haven't addressed in order to give you the confidence I could be successful in this role? That's the only tweak, because obviously, if you're at the end, there isn't necessarily moving forward in the process. It's more so in this role. Why is this so important? This is so important because you're putting one, it establishes confidence on your behalf. Hey, if there's anything I miss or any concerns you have, let me know. I'm happy to address them. So it's confidence on your behalf. But number two, it helps establish closure to the conversation and lets you know more often than not where you stand in that person's mind. And the reason I say 67% of the time walking away with better closure and understanding the feedback and where you stand is because in my experience over Geez, this is going on uh, 14, uh, 13, 14 years at this point of you giving Candace this language. There's only one of three answers or a version of these three answers that you're going to get. I virtually guarantee it. Adam, if you've heard something different, chime in after I give, no. you know, kind of what I see. But number one, the person is going to voice a concern right then and there, which allows you to have an opportunity to overcome that concern right then and there instead of getting off the call and not knowing that they had that concern. So that's number one, they, yep. they voice a concern. Number two, they give you positive feedback and let you know what they want to do next. No, this was great. As a matter of fact, I'd like you to talk to X, Y, and Z as the next step. Brilliant. Before you get off the call, you know what's going to happen next. Yep. If it's at the end of the interview process, no, this is great. Um, if we were to make you an offer, when do you think you could start? Now you're starting to get some buying signs, right? So number two is the positive feedback. Number three is some version of a poker face. No, we appreciate your time as well. I'm going to reflect on my notes and we're going to get back to you accordingly. Or no, this is great too. I'm going to circle up with the interview panel. We're going to reflect on our notes and get back to you accordingly. Some version of of poker. The reason I say 67% chance of establishing closure and feedback is because two out of those three answers are in your favor. Either a concern that you can overcome right then and there or positive feedback. So two out of three times, you're in a position to understand or affect your outcome, right? And yep. your own destiny. Yep. What do you think about that, Adam? Yeah, I know you give this, this feedback, <clears throat> this uh, prep to, to Kansas as well. What's your take? I do. And I, I love the question for two reasons. Or I guess the di- dichotomy of, yes, it establishes confidence and not overconfidence. But I think also it demonstrates humility because if I were asked that question, I'd be like, holy cow, this person was thoughtful enough and confident enough to be like, hey, Anything else I can answer for you, you know, in not puffing out your chest, but that, but then also like, Hey, this person's open to my constructive feedback. Most people are like, okay, hopefully I answered all your questions. Bye. <laughs> you know, and I, I kind of make the first date analogy, like it, it, you just wrap up the date and both parties are like, okay, bye. And if you ask them independently, how did the date go? I don't know. <laughs> like, are you, in, you know, because there was no closure. It was just, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm running late for my next meeting. Okay. Me too. Bye. And neither party really knows if the other person's interested in moving forward, 
if there were questions, if there were concerns. So it's a great closing question for all the reasons you just uh, touched on. And I think a lot of times candidates feel subservient at the end of the pro- at the end of the interview, meaning, hey, I did my best. Now it's kind of in the hands of the hiring manager or it's in the hands of the company as an entity to decide what's going to happen next. This yeah. puts the ball a little bit more in your court and helps you have some agency as to what's going to happen next, right? Yeah. By being confident and asking these questions, you don't want to let necessarily leave stuff like this where it's a make or break of whether or not you're going to move forward to somebody else if you can afford not to. And this question kind of puts that ball a little bit back into your court by asking yeah. these questions. You know, if you weren't, one of the other pieces of feedback we give is situation solution outcome when when talking about how to answer questions. What was the situation you were dealing with? What was the solution you came up with? And ultimately, what was the outcome? If for some reason you were a little vague unintentionally during the process and they didn't get what they needed, this is an opportunity for them to say, well, I would love, you know, would have loved to learn more about XYZ or I'm concerned you don't have XYZ experience. It's a second chance is what you're giving yourself. Now, imagine this may sound like common sense or easy, I promise you with the experience that Adam and I have, this question is not asked more often than not. No. And if you incorporate this into your closure of the interview, you're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of competition, candidate competition who's not doing this. Uh, so please take this to heart because we've seen it work wonders for thousands of people at this point. Any other thoughts on on this piece? It's a short topic today, but a yeah. very important one. Well, and like you said, too, I think candidates sometimes feel like they're not in the driver's seat. Well, this is a candidate-driven market, as we've talked about for the last you know, 18 months, uh, whatever it's been. Yes, they're interviewing you. The company, the hiring manager are interviewing you, but just as much, just a two-way street, you're interviewing them as well. So you want to have that leverage and not even pushing back in a, in a not a non-tactful way, but just saying, hey, this is my career. This is a big deal to me too. So I want to make sure I'm putting my best foot forward and addressing any questions you have. But then also equally important is expressing your interest. That's something that we've both seen that you know throughout our career where, in fact, just in the last, uh, let's call it 45 days, I had a gentleman that I would wake up every morning with a text message from him. We would talk at least once or twice throughout the day. He's asking me questions. He's doing his homework on the company. Very, very invested. And this is over a two or three week period. However, that wasn't conveyed to the hiring managers, to the whole panel. They walked away from the impression, uh, walked away with the impression that he wasn't that interested. And I, we tried to overcome that, but I think it was a little bit too little, too late. And I don't know if that necessarily cost him the job, but it definitely was not, uh, you know, in his favor. If it would have come down to that, you know, what a silly reason to not get your dream job because you were playing a loo for, you know, trying to play poker with them, hoping that, you know, they're, they're not playing poker with you. So put yourself out there, express interest. And in, like we've talked about before, you can always, after you sleep on it or process over a day or two, come back to the recruiter and say, Hey, you know what? This isn't the right opportunity and here's why. So please, you know, professionally withdraw me from the process. No problem. But it's on your terms, not theirs. Absolutely. So I'm going to open this up to any questions or comments as well. Uh, Feel free to drop those now and I'll I'll take a look and see if we can address them live on the show. But just to recap, one of the most overlooked steps in the interview process on behalf of the candidate is how you close the interview. And if you do this, it's going to establish much more confidence, much more um, opportunity for feedback and closure if you do implement this. And that is... Mm thanking them for their time, expressing your interest. You can always remove yourself professionally in the end if you need to or have your recruiter do it uh, and asking them after speaking with me, are there any questions or concerns I haven't addressed in order to give you the confidence it makes sense to move forward in the process? Or if it's at the end, are there any questions or concerns I haven't addressed in an effort to give you the confidence I could be successful in this role? Again, 
lends itself to 67% of the time establishing closure and getting the feedback you need to know where you stand in the process. I don't see any questions or comments coming in today. I hope that was beneficial and helpful. It better be, uh, because if you're not implementing this in your uh, interviews as of today, please start doing this. You're going to see night and day difference as far as how you feel at the end and and knowing where you stand instead of going home saying, I think I did well. I hope to hear from them. Yeah. And I was going to say, too, especially that it's a candidate-driven market, hiring managers would be wise to, to incorporate this as well. Hey, hopefully, you know, I was able to answer your questions about me, about my company, about the opportunity. Do you have anything else? Are any questions or concerns? That way you can kind of make that touch. But I, I was just thinking of this and I hadn't really uh, verbalized it before, either indirectly or subconsciously. I think that question also gives the hiring manager the mindset like, holy cow, if this is my regulatory subject matter expert that's in a in a cross-functional team and they're meeting with R&D and marketing and sales and everything else. Uh, wow, if they're doing this in a first interview, imagine how they close up that interview. Okay, team, you know, rather than, all right, bye, enjoy your afternoon. Like, okay, so today we discussed this, this, and this. One, is everyone clear on timelines and, and next steps? And then here's what we're doing next. And then closing it out and saying, okay, so when we talk on Tuesday, R&D, you're going to do this. I'm committing to doing this and marketing, you commit to this. Like, holy cow, that's night and day, you know, versus what I think, unfortunately, most people do. So it's another good uh, reason to incorporate that into your interview process. And I hadn't really articulated that previously. Yeah, really good points on both, especially what you said about the hiring manager's opportunity. Hey, we're sincerely interested in you uh, because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Thanks for your time, Dave. After meeting with us, are there any questions or concerns that are outstanding in your mind that we can address? Yeah, the complete right. mere opposite, especially in a market like this. Really good point. Yep. Well, good stuff. Uh, we will be back again next week with a different topic. Guys, we would love your feedback. If you're getting value from these shows week in and week out, but you would like us to cover a specific topic uh, or you have concerns or questions that you'd like to ask us off the record, no problem. We'd love to hear from you. We want to give as much value as we can uh, to the market that we serve. And uh, if you've watched this again live today, thanks so much for being here. If you watch this back again, we hope it's of great value to you. Adam, thank you, man, for being here, for your help. And then uh, we'll see see you guys next week on Wednesday, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content-rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.